You're listening to Bar Crawl Radio. Rebecca McKean and I, Alan Winson, are out on a late Sunday summer afternoon at the West Side Community Garden on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, waiting to take a musical tour through Argentina with guitarist Federico Diaz and vocalist Juana Luna. And we'll be talking to these two amazing artists after the concert. So imagine this. The musicians, surrounded by flowers, one light-haired and the other dark, ready themselves for the concert, as Upper West Siders gather around them. The children have not yet arrived for their dance fest on the tiny lawn. The birds joyfully pump out their warbling sounds, despite the dire state of the world. The late afternoon light is magical, and you are amongst some of the friendliest people you could ever meet. West Side Community Garden uh, um, between 89th and 90th Street. And River and, and, and uh, Columbus and Amsterdam. Yeah, Columbus and Amsterdam. Right, yeah. right, right. I was going to say Amsterdam and Columbus. Right. In the backyard. <laughs> Closer to Amsterdam. In the backyard of the Apthorpe Mansion. Right, exactly. Or front yard. Yes. The mansion's not here anymore. People are gathering. It is, I keep saying it's the best day. I know. I know. I don't know. This one has a has. It looks like it's going to get a little chilly. A little chilly, but the air is clear and. Yes, it's, it's not uh, too windy. It's not too windy. It's not yet. buggy. And people are starting to gather. It's about a half hour before the before the concert. And, and last night we went to Nicholas and uh, and Suzanne's production of Henry the Second. No, Richard the Second. Sorry, Richard, Richard the, the Second, Second. Right with Nathan. There might have been a Henry the Second, but that's Nate, not what Nate, we saw. Nate uh, Mattingly. Mm-hmm played Richard II, did a, did a very yeoman job with it, mm-hmm. and um, we enjoy, we always enjoy those performances. Right. So it was good, and um, the next offering is um, Emma, uh, Suzanne Lee, she writes these, um, these romance uh, plays, so this one's going to be Emma, and that was written by... Jane Austen. Jane Austen, okay. Yes, right. so but I kn- she's, she's... I knew you'd knew it, I knew you'd know it. She has... Um, what do you call it? Not revived. What is? Um, she's, she's revised. Revised. Renewed. She's a version. Regenerated. Yeah. <laughs> Regurgitated. Redone them. Redumbed them. Did. Um, redone them. Yeah. So that. But that this one is placed in the fifties, I think she said. Oh really? Forties and fifties, I think so. Interesting. And then the last play will be Macbeth, and mm-hmm. um, and Nicholas Martin Smith will be starring. Will he play Macbeth? He'll play the that role, right? Yeah. Right. Um. So, actually, you're not supposed to say the word Macbeth. But we're not in a theater. We're not in a theater, and we're not next to him. So otherwise, it's not gonna it's not gonna rub up. As long as he never listens to this, podcast, he never hears the word. He'll be okay. Don't they say it in the play? They do, but you're not supposed to say it backstage. Yes. Well, they don't even have a backstage. Well, they don't. They kind of do. They have oh, they off-stage. do off to the side yeah, I guess at the Soldier and Sailors Monument. You can't say it there. At 91st Street. So um, we're here to, to hear um, Federico Diaz and Juana Luna who are going to, uh, Juana Luna is going to be uh, singing, and Federico Diaz is going to be playing the guitar, and then later, after the performance, 
we will um, talk to the artists. Yes. And, and you're going to stick around for this. I am for I'm, this I'm, one, I'm yeah. very excited. <laughs> I'm I really excited. Maybe you should be. Maybe you shouldn't be excited. No, I am. I am. It's, I'm always excited to work, work with Intrepidous? my beautiful co-partner. Intre- intrep- Is it intrepidous? No, there's no intrepidous. No, it's trepidous. There's, there's a boat. There's a boat called the Intrepid. Well, then there's an intrepid. There's there's an intrepidous. <laughs> intrepidous. <laughs> I would think. All right, sweetheart. Okay, trepid. What do you, what's the word I'm looking for? I there? don't know. It's um, you should incongruous. Feel, you, should feel, um, in, you should feel fear. Ins- insidious. Trepidation. Uh, in insecure. Is that a word? Insecure. Yeah. Trepidation. Tre- trepidation. Okay. I don't have my phone. I don't know, uh, but I like the language you're making up. Uh, okay. And they play Argentinian music, so that's I just wanted. To, I wanted to say that. Okay. Um, it's Juneteenth, by the way, and Father's Day at the same time. Had a very nice conversation with my daughter and grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, this morning over Face FaceTime Facebook. FaceTime. Face, you were FaceTiming it. You were FaceTiming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to mention that. We have a program coming up, and it'll come. Oh, it's going to take a while for me to edit it, with Douglas Hostetter, who was a conscientious objector in, uh, in during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and we had a most interesting and amazing. troubling, amazing. I don't know if that it was a conversation. It well, was. He, well, we he, asked him questions, and asked, he, you know, and he, and he yeah, told he us his story, story about he uh, told being us his story. in Tam We listened. In the war zone. Yes. In uh, for Tham. three. He said Tham. Thamki. 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 Uh, during uh, for about four years, three and a half years, in the middle of the Vietnam War, and how we did it, totally, as a pacifist, helping helping children to become literate in Vietnamese. Right. Um, an amazing story. I'm going to edit it down into two parts, about a half hour each part. And um, if you're going to hear anything, you should listen to that one. It's. Um, it's an amazing story of uh, uh, partially about American hege- hegemony, American imperialism, and um, American and another approach military, another approach to to yeah. war. So yeah. imagine if if America, instead of going to war against nations that were having difficulties, what if they just came in there and said, "Look, what can we do to help? How can we help you? What do you need? We don't want to. Uh, we're not going to put in a puppet government. We're not going to." drop bombs. We're not going to um, hurt your people in any way. We're just here to help. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. It's not, that's really not, not who we are. But anyway, that's the uh, episode with Douglas Hostetter, and it'll be coming up probably in a couple weeks from Juneteenth. Okay. All right. So, and this is Bar Crawl Radio, which we didn't say earlier. You did. Did we say it was Bar Crawl Radio? I think so. All right. I think All you right. did. All right. But anyway, it is Bar Crawl Radio. Did you say you brought something to this conversation? I have, yeah, I have something. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. The only other thing I have is I wanted to give a little history of New York City's Upper West Side. We'll do that then. Do that first. All right. All right. I will do that first after this little melody from the concert that has not started yet. <laughs> but we'll have, we'll have finished by the time I do this edit. So I don't know what we're going to play, but here's something from... Uh, Federico Diaz and Juana Luna. Most beautiful. Remolino, 
Okay, so so um, so here we are back again. The Upper West Side geography, home to such venerable New York landmarks as Lincoln Center, Columbia University, the Cathedral of St. John the Divine, the Dakota Apartments, and Zabar's Food Emporium. We know all those. Uh-huh. Those are our neighbors. Yes. The Upper West Side stretches from 59th Street to... 100 and, 100, 116th? I don't 125th know. 125th Street. 125th, okay. Including Morningside Heights. It is bounded by Central Park on the east and... Riverside Park on the west? Hudson River Hudson River west. Park. The Hudson River. The Hudson River. Oh, the so, Hudson River. Okay. So as soon as well, you, you said a park, so I said another park. Along the Hudson River is the Central Riverside Park. In the park. East, Hudson River on the west. So I think part of the Upper West Side is Central Park. The lawn bowling green Definitely belongs west. To, the, to the Upper West Side. Definitely west. Right. Um, so it's, it's part of our neighborhood. But the zoo belongs to the east side. The zoo, all the animals. Yes, all the animals. All oh, those sad animals in the zoo. Thank God they got rid of the lions. That was really sad. And the elephant. They never had lions. You're making that up. And they didn't they have did. an elephant. They, they did, did have, have a lion. They did have polar bears, and now they have grizzly bears. Maybe they had a tiger, but I remember. No lions. I remember there was a there was a set. Every time you came close to the lion cage, it was it was like this roar of of sadness. I don't think you so. You look it up, and there was an elephant. No elephant. There was an elephant never, there. Never, never, There was a big elephant yard in the back. There was never an elephant in the Central Park Zoo. Maybe, maybe there was. <laughs> the Upper West Side was settled by Dutch immigrants in the early and mid-17th century, though not without resistance from the Muncie Indians. Mm. Do you know about the Muncie Indians? Not specifically, no. That's the first time I've heard of them. They're living on the north end of the island of Manhattan. Warfare with and raids by the Munsees temporarily ended the northward expansion of the Dutch settlers in the 1650s, leaving them with a stretch of land north of the city known as Bloemendal. Bloemendal, yeah. Bloemendal, or Bloomingdale. Mainly farms in rolling countryside, Bloomingdale was a large producer of, now get this, a large producer of tobacco uh-huh. at the beginning of the 18th century. I didn't know that. Yeah, tobacco was the first. The plantations, in the, in, there were indigo in the south and then t- tobacco in the north. Okay, okay, so you know everything. I didn't know that. Indigo, what's indigo? Indigo is a dye, oh. it's a blue dye. In 1703, Bloomingdale Road, later to become the boulevard, and even later to become... Broadway. ...was built to handle the traffic required by the increasing commerce. But it was a Native American trail. The road originated at what is now 23rd Street and stretched to 114th Street. In fall of 1776, the War of Independence made its mark on this suburb in the Battle of Harlem Heights. The Battle of Harlem Heights. Yes, yes. A battle notable only for its strategic unimportance. Unimportance, that's what it said. Unimportance. Yeah. The Battle of Harlem Heights. I was told by one historian that they would also take the wood off the, the... the wood off the the wood off the fence to build things or to burn for uh, the Muncie Indians did no that? no no the, the the people that lived in New York at that time because they were so in New Amsterdam because they at were that time. poor yeah I guess or they right. just they were too tired to cut down well, the trees they didn't want to go around and cut trees, cut trees down, down. <laughs> where they where the Native Americans were look there's wood right there yeah, I know just, it's a fence but still it. let's take it it's, yeah they don't need the fence that tree whew, too hot too high. Too hard. 
You're a plethora, a, a wealth of a trivia. A bunch of trivial knowledge, yeah. And now another piece from Federico Diaz and Juana Luna, which they haven't played yet, but they will. <laughs> I know. And here they are. I know what you're doing. Yeah, I know. Una noche tibia nos conocimos Junto al lago azul de Ipacá Tú cantabas triste y por el Yeah, you want to know what I have brought with me? What did you bring with you okay. to this conversation? What would you do? What would I do? I don't in know. In a dangerous situation in your apartment. If somebody had come into your apartment oh. and was attacking you. And attacking me? Yes. Because or, this comes and, and you knew they were imminently going to attack you. Or kill me. Or kill you, yes. I, I think I would say, wait a second, hold it, I've got to go make a purchase. Run out and get a gun. Yeah. Because it doesn't take long <laughs> yeah. to get a gun yeah. these yeah. days. If the Democrats have their way, that you know, would not work. What if you like? What if you were like, "Hey, you guys hungry?" <laughs> <laughs> you can just keep distracting them, right? And you know, you'd make some dinner, and then you'd say, "How did they There's get a good movie on tonight. I'm gonna make popcorn." And then, now, why are they coming after us? We have nothing. It's a mistake. It's a mistaken identity. Oh, they you thought know, that we were like... That uh, happens, you know. That happens in the movies. I know. I so. know. I, 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 I mean, if it really happened and someone kind of came... Because we don't always lock the door <laughs> on our apartment, 8G. Yeah, yeah. 8G, that's where we live. <laughs> um, eight. On the 8th floor. Yeah, don't forget that. Don't forget you, that. I rate Barclay. Right. Well, if you if you want all our money, radio listeners. go to 8G. Those poor people. Sick and tired of listening to us. They have a child, too. Why did I do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why did you do that? I don't know. You should, oh, now you have to tell the truth because we can't no, have... No, can tell the truth. Going to 8G. All right, 14L. That's not really our... It's, that's know, really our apartment. No, honey. No. It's not 14L either. Why do you... Don't tell lying? them it's our apartment. 13G. 13G. Thank you. Okay, there we go. 13. Well, well, I mean, what would I do if someone actually busted into the apartment? Because we don't keep our door closed. Now, I first, I'd, I'd kind of, I'd mess my pants. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, that's what they. That's that's one of the things that you can do, like throw up on them or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> to like completely gross them out and yeah, yeah. like shock them. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, you, can get, you can get away. <laughs> well, you better get out of here. I'm gonna throw. I, I basically would, you know, yeah, I and, they, and they're there to assassinate me because they think I'm like, you know, somebody, yeah, George Clooney yeah. in a movie. I guess. Wow, I don't that, think I wouldn't be able to do anything. That'd be a stretch, but yeah. I wouldn't. I would not be able to do anything. I mean, if you were in the apartment, I'd. 
No, don't think seriously. Don't think seriously. Yeah. It's silly. It's a it silly is, one. It, it is silly. because we you watch know what? this girl. Most, a lot of America do not think silly. They don't think we of We watch that. this girl protect herself. And she was very imaginative. Oh, and Kimmy. Yeah. And Kimmy, yeah. yeah. She, she got the... the uh, this, this, is a, uh, um, this is a giveaway. What is it called when you uh, give away the end of the movie? I don't know. Is there a name for it? Yeah. When you're you, giving away the end of the movie. When you're giving away a plot point. This is a giveaway of the plot point. There's a name for that. So if, you're, if you haven't watched Kimmy yet, stop listening to this podcast. If well, you haven't stopped already. Well, we don't already. have to tell how it ends. Exactly. It had something to do with a nail gun. That's it. <gasps> oh, that's it. you're that's it. the worst. That's it. That's you're it. the worst. You know how to read movies? You know the nail gun's going to come into it. That's true. You yeah. know the you nail, nail gun. Gun's, yeah. If you don't know it, you haven't been watching enough movies. And the glass is going to fall. Yeah. And the glass is going to fall. It's that all really set up. It really had nothing to do with anything. Really. I know it didn't. It just scared her. It just scared her. It was like it scared nothing. Me. What would you do? Well, I would, I would try to. I'd feed them and say. You feed them. Say, oh, I'm missing an ingredient. I'll be right back. I'll be right back, and then you buy a gun. <laughs> not buying a you gun. You go to the local gun store not and buy a gun. Not buying a gun. You know, we live in New York City. It's not so easy to buy a gun. If we lived in, you know, some pl- any place else, we'd be able to go to I a drugstore and buy a gun. If you know what gun. neighborhood to go to, I bet it's not that hard to buy a gun in New York City. I bet. Yeah, but you have to know somebody. Probably not as easy as some other states, though. Not on the Upper West Side. Yeah, you have to know somebody. That's true. Okay, let me see. They come in through the front door, and I tell a joke. <laughs> yeah. Knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever hear the one about the two guys that broke into your house? You ever hear about that one? Just a minute. <laughs> let me get by. The, let me get over to the stage. No, the stage is by the door. <laughs> the lighting's better here. Oh God. No, I would. No, it would be. It would be the end of me. I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the end of me. Please, please, no, no, stop, not yet. I mean, it's like it'd be the same thing everyone would say. Yeah, but I'm not being yeah. serious. I know. I told them when we were. Do- when we do the um, CPR training every year, oh gosh, I gotta do that. <laughs> Dang, I keep forgetting. When we do the CPR training, yeah. I said I know exactly what I'll do if there's an emergency situation. I know exactly what I do. All right, and before you tell us exactly what you would do in an emergency situation, here's another piece from Federico Diaz and Juan Luna. Beautiful piece that was played during the uh, during the concert, and here it is. Que no vayas a usar, son más largos los caminos para que va Ahora que somos y ya pitas como el que más, no cambies nunca de trillo aunque no te That was great. That was beautiful. So you were saying what you would do in emergency with CPR. I always throw my hands up in the air, wave them about, and scream and run around. <laughs> Does anybody know CPR? Anyone know CPR? Yes, I was trained to do this. I can't, but I know I can't. Well, you know, that's the thing. Just because Do they train you to do that? To put your hand up in the air? No, no, that was my own idea. They should add that to the training. The thing about the training is, is that is it's very hard. Around? Giving CPR is yeah. very hard. It's tiring. Especially to an adult, and it's exhausting. And no one pays you. And, and I would be afraid I would, you know, not do it right. Yeah. I would do it. It's, 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 it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Look, I know CPR, but not very well. Do you not want me to help you? 
<laughs> no, no, but you're, you're supposed I to do it, right? Probably wouldn't do a good job. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Oh. Only in the school. If I'm in, if somebody has a heart attack around here, I don't have to do anything. You can just watch. <laughs> you can run around. Oh, was someone no CPR? Yeah. With your hands yeah. up in the air and just screaming yeah. and yelling. Yeah. All right, one more piece. We got to get a few of these in. And I don't play the whole thing, you know. I just play I a know. piece of it. I know. Because this is a podcast. I've listened to the podcast. Oh, uh, okay, good. I have listened. You're the one. Yes. I was the one on Thursday night. <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> right. I, 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 saw, I, saw the, I saw it go up. Yep. We're going to go to the northwest, to the mountains, to the music that people sing in the mountains while they, they walk with their sheep. And this particular song is called Doña Wenza, and it's about a woman who, who prays just in case God exists. Not really sure. And she prays because she doesn't want herself and her sheep to go to hell, just in case. It's when you know something I don't know. <laughs> when I know something you don't know? Yeah, which happened about three times in the last 20 minutes. Why shouldn't I know things that you don't know? I don't know. It's a peeve. You don't like it? I didn't, it's a peeve. I don't know. Can you like a peeve? <laughs> it's a, it's I never a, knew it was really it bothered you. Well, but it's me. It's nothing to do with you. Well, I know that. but Peeves and anger, it all has to do with your own angst. Fears, insecurities, insipidness. I don't know if everything has to do with yourself. I think everything has to do with me. Sometimes I just get annoyed with other people's, like if they have a habit where they're making noise. Yeah. Because I have, I obviously am um, on the um, spectrum, and I can't. Hey, quiet. Yeah, exactly. Holy moly! But that's not even the kind of noise that bothers here. me. It's a little like change in your pocket you know me you doing that me. you doing that yeah yeah but it could be anybody doing that it could be anybody you don't let me fool around with stuff when we're watching television no i, I mean one of my great joys is taking the tin foil i know after we've eaten all of the french fries back and forth and folding and it no just folding it into the smallest little it. thing i could and get until it's just tiny tiny and then I like to chew on it and make my teeth go electric. Ew. Ooh, that's awful. That gets me the heebie-jeebies. Ooh, yeah, ooh, that's no, awful. No, like, and then room foil on the oh, teeth. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, That's no, like no, no. Oh. fingernails on the chocolate. Oh, I can no. feel, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Why'd you okay. give us that? Oh, Why did you go there? 
What do you call that? Things that kind of make you go, ooh, ooh like it, fingers on the chalkboard. Yeah, ooga booga. What I makes you ooga ooga? What makes you ooga? Like that, like the tinfoil on the your tin teeth? The tinfoil on the teeth, for sure. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's other things. That <laughs> like, it makes you... Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, I'm thinking yeah about what it. is it? What are some things that make you do that? Oh, I know. What? Cutting your nails and getting too close to oh, the nub. Oh, yeah. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You know what I don't like is if I... Like if I would cut the kids' nails, yeah. and I would hurt them. I would, uh, ooh, I didn't like that. Or cutting cats' nails. Yeah, oh, I can't do it. I can't oh, do that. I can't do it. I can't cut. I have to get someone nails. else no. to do it. No, no, that that gives me the. I get the a fingernail file for the kids. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're gonna start pretty soon. Okay. All right. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I have to get started. Okay. Here we go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the West Side Community Garden. Can you hear me? Good. Okay. I'm Judy Robinson. I'm the president of the Garden Board, and I am delighted to welcome you to the fourth concert of this season. And I'm also delighted to welcome our artists for tonight, Federico Diaz and Juana Luna. Federico Diaz is a musician and a guitarist who has a multifaceted career as a performing artist, arranger, and composer in both the classical world as well as that of Argentinian music. He's collaborated with many well-known musicians and he's performed at distinguished festivals and concert halls across the US, Europe, and Latin America. Juana Luna is a passionate and charismatic singer and songwriter who crafts powerful lyrics and amazing melodies of her own, as well as interpreting classic South American styles. She has recorded and performed with many renowned artists, and um, we are delighted to welcome both of them to the West Side Community Garden tonight. Federico Diaz and Spending a few minutes with us after your wonderful concert. Wonderful. Uh, really Thank great. You so much. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Beautiful. I, think everyone, I love your voice. Everyone Thank had you. a wonderful, wonderful time. And we're speaking with Federico Diaz and Juana Luna. I was interesting. We have day and night. 
We have oh. gay <laughs> yeah. and moon, right? Yes, yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> it's you, true. Yeah. We love that. Did you plan that? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just happened to be like that. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. Eh? First yeah. time. First time. Yeah, yeah. Anyone, didn't the realize. first time anyone ever noticed that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> seems, seems pretty obvious to me, right? Yeah. How did you meet each other? How did you start working together? We met because of uh, because of one of the composers of the pieces while we played in a concert. Uh, he came here to make a concert and... And we were playing after the co or before the concert. We just got together to hang out and play. And, uh, and I always remember that day because we do folk music, which is something that not, not many people necessarily do that. So when we found each other, we were like, you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you play yeah. folk in New York. <laughs> so folk, folk music, <laughs> so right? The Argentinian folk. Argentinian folk, yes. Right. yes, yes. Which is very different than Paraguayan folk or Mexican folk? or Mexican, yes. Paraguayan, it has some similarities. Okay. okay. Because I, I guess because of the proximity. It's close, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but it's, yeah, but in New York to, to find somebody that you can play Argentinian folk with is, is it's a treasure. This, I mean, this, this is a treat. I wanted to talk a little bit to you about, whoa. <laughs> we have the children running around. It's okay. They're made of rubber. They're fine. Yeah, the guitar may not have been made of rubber. Oh, well, right. yeah. Um, we asked a little about the Argentinian music in particular. Um, it seems very unique. Uh, I, I, I wrote a bunch of words down to describe Argentinian, which, which is, you know, there's a variety of it. Sexy, full, tasty, astropiazola. Um, sad, mm. angry, yearning, mm. and totally beautiful. <laughs> but and there was another word you used uh, during the concert that it was not violent. There was another word you used. I, I didn't write it down. I used rural, like a yeah, yeah. So what is what to you? How do you describe the music that you that you love? That you play. That you play. Uh, the music that we play today, the folk, is, is music that usually, I, I was saying this uh, during the concert, that usually when, when you say Argentinian music, people immediately think about tango. Mm -hmm. right. And then there's, and that's obviously the song, the music from Buenos Aires uh, at a very specific time. But there is also the music of the rest of the country, which is more rural and, and more far from the cities. And, and this is the music that, that we were doing today. And it's music that talks about the landscape. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like simple stories. And, uh, and it's really, really beautiful. But it, it, it doesn't really get too much uh, attention. Yeah, I mean, yes, it, in certain places in Argentina, but not necessarily around. I think tango is, is definitely shining uh, more. So this, the, the dancers that came out, you, you know them. Yes. Uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're a podcast, so we're just sounds, so we couldn't see it, but they were amazing. So physical. Was yeah. that a tango-ish kind of movements they were doing? Or a folk music kind of. And they are, well, they are classical dancers. Yes. Yeah. They actually, the, Luciana Paris works at the ABT, mm -hmm. and, yes. and Jonathan Gomez is at, with the Metropolitan Ballet. Oh. oh wow! Um, they are great. Oh, wow. like so really <laughs> we didn't know. I didn't hear the first <laughs> we had royalty names. with us. Which yes. one was <laughs> the male? The, uh, Jonathan Gomez. And he's at 
Metropolitan. He works with the Metropolitan Opera Ballet. Okay. And Luciana and, as well. And Luciana works with the ABT American Ballet oh, yeah. Theatre. Oh my God. She was yeah. doing Don Quixote like last week. She, she's <laughs> one of the solids. She's well, there very, very And how very do you know them? Just because you're Argentinian? Uh, do all the yes. Argentinians know each other? No, yes. Not, <laughs> not all of them, but ma many of us. But we, we did. We have to find the Argentinian bar in town. I know. There. Oh, there are many. There are many, no. yes. We did a collaboration. I did a collaboration with, with them and with another friend that was here, uh, another guitar player, uh, with the ABT last year. Well, so that's okay. why. There was one song. We obviously didn't understand what you were saying. I heard Luna. Yes. <laughs> I heard the Carazon, mm. Heart. Right? Yeah. Yes. I heard that a lot, but I don't know Spanish. Uh, there was one song that was very sad. Or Argentinian. Argentinian, right. There was one song that was very, very sad, very slow, very emotional, mm -hmm. and you said it happened in the village. Can you tell us about that song, and do you remember any of the lyrics? Do you know what I'm, which one I'm talking Is it, about? Was it, I, I wonder if it was La Nochera, the one, or if it was one about the harvest. That's the one. The harvest, yeah. El Cosechera. Oh, that song is so beautiful, right? It's a, well, it, it's a song that talks about cotton and the harvest of cotton, and how, uh, and about actually the suffering of, of the harvest and the people working there and the dreams that they have, you know, like uh, like the, while they 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 are cutting and working at the, you know, in the in the country, uh, they dream of other things and not what's in front of them. Which is the picking of the cotton. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which is backbreaking work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can hear in the song a, a little bit of, of the pain and and it's very slow. And the dream of what they would rather be doing. Exactly. Mm. also ask you about um, your, your training. Uh, I wanted to ask you know, Federico, how was it you came to the guitar? Well, I started playing traditional music, this music actually. Um, well, what was your first inspiration? Why, why the guitar? Well, I sang in a choir and then um, my mother thought that I had some sort of Talent, talent for yes, for that, yes, and yes. she asked the the teacher of the choir, and the teacher said, "Yeah, you should maybe buy an instrument for him." And my great aunt uh, actually gave me a guitar, and that's why I play the guitar. It's not that I chose; it's the instrument that. <laughs> so, so she me. happened to have a guitar in the closet, and she no, said, no, no, he, she bought it. She, she bought, bought it you for a me. guitar for you. Yeah. So, for you. but you must have grown to love it if you had. Yes, yes, yes. of course, yes, yes. yes. Right. And you play the traditional Spanish guitar? I play the traditional Spanish guitar, I play, but I play also electric guitar. Oh. Um, 
yeah. studied a lot of I love classic guitar for a long time. Exactly, right? I studied. And, and and Federico, I read you're you're now studying for your doctorate in performance. I finished it. I finished yeah. it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And you were studying I, I looked up Frederick Hand yes. and listened to some of his music. Um, and he had worked with um, with uh, another great guitarist. Uh, who did he work with? Uh, he had to work with another of my. Oh, I'm thinking teachers, of Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Fisk. Fisk, who worked with Andre Segovia. Exactly. He right. was my teacher in in Salzburg. I studied with Elliot Fisk in Salzburg for right. five years. Uh, right. Do you do you feel like I mean, does one teacher pass on tradition to the other teacher yes. that gets passed on to the student? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so you're a little bit Segovia and you're a little bit Fisk. I, and a little I, bit Elliot. I can say I, I sort of belong to that tradition. Uh, that tradition appeals to me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I wanted to ask also Luna, and I don't want to keep it too long because I know you just had a uh, concert. You you work as a uh, an artist teacher at Carnegie Hall. Yes. What Lana. does that mean? Well, it's a, we are a group of artists that do kind of a social work through music, and we write. In my case, I I there's a project called the Lullaby Project, and we write uh, lullabies with people that are. Uh, about to be, you know, to have kids, uh, and they are in situations, in different situations, like in prisons or homeless shelters, or, or different, yeah, or, or or people that are not, uh, I don't know, like online people that sign up online, too. Um, so we we basically co-write songs with them uh, in sessions that are like two hours long, and it's beautiful. We, we talk about their lives and about their stories, and and we make a song, and they take it with them, and then. They take it with them, and then we also perform it sometimes at you Carnegie. Do we recently it. had a, a concert there, and we we had like 16 lullabies written by parents all around the city. Can Can yes. you give us a taste of one of the lullabies? One of your favorites? Uh, let me. Ooh, I have to choose a. I oh, there's so many. There's one. Uh, okay, so one that was I wrote with a mom because uh, it was. Ba-boom, 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 goes your little heartbeat. Doom, 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 go your feet. Your giggles, your smile, they're so contagious. And your screams, they're so outrageous. But no, we love you anyway. Our love grows more every single day. Ba-boom, 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 goes your little heartbeat. Doom, 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 go your feet. That's beautiful. Juana Luna, that's wow. beautiful. That's wow. beautiful. Can we give credit? Do you, do you remember who? The mom's name is Ariakne. Ariakne with a C. Okay. And the name of the song is Adeline. We actually recorded it. It's on the Carnegie website. Like, oh, wow. If you want to hear it. Okay. Yeah. That's wonderful. So everyone go go see Adeline. 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 Yeah. yeah. And she was pregnant. She's still, she was very nervous. And I remember we wrote it and, and the Did session she was beautiful. Did she sing with you? She, she brought the lyrics from home. Uh-huh. And then I had my guitar, and we started like she wanted it to to represent the heartbeats and the. It so does. it had to be rith- it had to have some rhythm, and uh, yeah, we we just ba-boom, you know ba-boom, ba-boom. exactly. Nice. <laughs> boom, boom. So it's, it was. It's, do, 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 do you tell the story of the people um, that write the poems? You said they were from prisons. Yes, 
Ariadne was uh, bueno I don't want to talk too much about, you don't I don't want to put her on the spot but it's okay. but we yeah there's there's people in many different situations and uh, and we have yeah we have at last at some point I was working with people who were had been in the border with Mexico and they were pregnant and they were in detention centers oh my. and that was a, that was a, a very uh, it had a lot of impact in my life and uh, yeah. and we wrote a lot of songs and I could tell I could tell that these songs were doing a lot of uh, good work you know like it was it was healing for That's them for great. me for everybody the lullaby project at Carnegie Hall. I mean, we've we've got to hear more of this stuff. Yes, yes. I'm so, I'm, I just heard about it because it was in the program notes. Oh yeah. Um, or maybe I looked you up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wonderful. And you also performed performed in New York the New York Philharmonic. Yes, and we did that with Philip. Yeah. We yeah. oh, you did it together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We did it last year. At at the Philharmonic. At the well, it was during COVID, so it was outside. They created this series called the bandwagon series they mm-hmm. created a, a wagon that literally was going around the city and we performed in brooklyn and in Harl- in, bronx, in, bronx. In, in bronx in bronx and we performed with a quartet and they played actually arrangements of my songs it was really beautiful and you too <gasps> and Phil well. played the guitar right. so and a dancer actually and a dancer yes. so oh my i am sorry so I don't, yeah I'm sorry we, we missed miss that how did that yeah. happen right, right. <laughs> It's Man. been it's been wonderful talking to you, Federico Diaz and Juana Luna, Thank uh, you. on on our program Barcore Radio. Yeah, uh, likewise. And, and we 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 so enjoyed your music. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.